Back to the beat. Bulls beat continues with Derek Sharp. Women's basketball is cruising along and getting challenges and overcoming them last night at the Yingling Center was a perfect example. For the third straight time at home, the other team looked like it was not going to miss a three-point shot. Houston did it a few Sundays ago, and, well, it was enough to give the Bulls their only conference loss last night. This was after, of course, SMU went 6-for-6 last time out and finally started a fizzle. It took a while for the Tulsa Golden Hurricane, who are second in the country in threes made per game. They basically averaged 10-for-30, and they were right around that last night. But a lot of them coming early. In fact, five three-pointers before the four-minute mark of the first quarter. It was 17-6, but the Bulls started to chip away. Sammy Puisis and Elena Chinecki scored the last 12 points for USF in the first quarter, got it down to 21-18. Then it was Marina Asensio, who is the freshman who came in for point guard Ariel Wilson. That was the missing element. The Bulls were getting open looks from their point guard, and Ariel just doesn't pull the trigger on those threes. Well, Asensio did, made the two, cut it to four, and yet Tulsa gets it back up to nine. Tamara Poindexter, who's going to be on the all-conference team, scores five quick ones. It's 36-27. But those five quick ones were the last field goals they would make in the half, and the Bulls made plenty to surge ahead. Wow, they are all over Dulce. Right to Dulce, and she fights through about three different players and scores the basket, 36-34. So a great run here finally for the Bulls. We said that the Bulls kind of won it in Tulsa in and around halftime. They actually surged big to go up 10. That's not going to happen here, but when you're down double figures, to get it to two and maybe take the lead in a Precious three would be great. And there it is. Sammy Priestess is on fire, stealing the spotlight on senior night, but I don't think the Bulls are complaining. And they are up 37-36. It's a long game. Chinecki sometimes is a second half. And she just steals it on the entry pass attempt and drives for a hoop on the fast break. And the Bulls now have a three-point lead. Maybe I'll take back what I said about they're not going to get a 10-point lead. They've got a 12-0 run going right now. Bulls looking to really value this possession and keep going what they've got going. Just had a 12-0 run come to an end. They want to get it oh, to Priestis. Dulcie with the hind-end screen, and Sammy Priestis is on fire. Angie Nelp, one of the moving screens, and he's still calling for it. Priestis with her fifth make from three, 19 points, and the Bulls have answered Tulsa's barrage of threes with one of their own. They get it to Mayberry, a moving screen to get her open, by the way, two on the shot clock at the horn short. They'd score early in the second half to get it up to a seven-point lead, but then Tulsa, led by an unlikely source, Katia Gallegos, she averaged double figures in three years at UTEP but had only made one three-pointer all year for whatever reason for a team that shoots a bunch of them. Well, she drives for a layup. Then she hits her second three of the year, and that mixed with Maddie Biddle, who was sitting out with some foul trouble, kept Tulsa in the game. This was a one-point game late in the quarter. Dulce Fankamangiata would finish it with a layup. And, oh, yeah, Marina Asensio kept the threes coming for her career high. Now that's a good little fast pass by Johansson. Dulce out to Marina Asensio. Man, oh man, her career high for made threes. So while their player out of nowhere, Gallegos, has come through the bull zone, I'm sure Tulsa's thinking the same thing. Marina Asensio has been huge. It's 57 to 53. Uh, good job by Marina Asensio taking that shot. Woo. Lyles with a three. Woo. So everybody can make them on the other side. She's not the one you really game plan for. Johansson over to Chinecki. Dumps it inside to Dulce, quickly out to Emma, across to Marina. Could this be a career high? Boom! Marina Asensio has been everything here today. 
Again, the freshman stealing some of the seniors' thunder, but they're letting her open. Would have been really convenient, you know, if Dulcie and L had been the clear leaders and no one else had gummed up senior night. I'm joking, obviously. They needed several other contributors, and Sammy Puisis was amazing in that first half, particularly the third quarter, four out of five on threes, including three in the last three minutes and change. The Bulls shot nine of 15 from the floor in the second, six of nine from threes. And then in the third quarter, it was Asensio taking center stage with two of their three made threes. And they needed them all. Again, it was Gallegos on their side scoring seven in the third quarter alone. She had only gone beyond six twice this year and nine tied her Tulsa high. Again, she averaged double figures at UTEP, but this was kind of out of nowhere. And then here comes Maddie Biddle, not out of nowhere, but off the bench where she was in foul trouble for her season high, just missing her career high. She scored eight in the fourth quarter, twice tying the score with a three-pointer with eight minutes to go. This was an offensive explosion, a wild, dizzying pace to start off the fourth. Bulls getting everybody's best shot. See if the Bulls can withstand this latest. Dulcie to a cutting burrito. Oh, she almost fumbled it away, but scores. That was a little bit fortunate. Boy, they are clearly cutting in the, the four player and having Dulcie oh, hand it off. 67-64, wide open is Biddle for three. Good. Maddie Biddle unmarked, and we are tied. The Tulsa players were celebrating that make as she was getting the ball. That's how confident they are when they're hitting their threes, and man, are they hitting them tonight. We are tied. Brito, speaking of confidence, it's picking up on her side. She drives the lane, and the Bulls answer right back. What a game this has been. Maybe some defense. Biddle makes it an answer immediately. 69 apiece as the Bulls and Tulsa trade blows in this game, Maddie Biddle all of a sudden on 21 points in limited minutes, really. She was There's really Chineke pent up on the Puisis bench, apparently. Chinecki over to Puisis. They guard her in the corner. Now Dulcie double teamed. Out to Chinecki. Got to make that wide open. Can't do it. Puisis gets the rebound, gets hacked. Oh, she no hacked. call. Biddle would have been her fourth foul. She is fortunate. Sammy's going to put that up. Boom. Sammy Precis in this incredible offensive display of a fourth quarter with the latest answer for the Bulls. And she's got 25 points and it's 72-69. Biddle wants it. Wilson on her. We played 3.05 in this quarter already. Both teams are in double figures. Wait until you hear what Jose Fernandez said actually in his first answer to us on the postgame interview about that particular stretch. Fortunately, after that Puisis made three, 72 to 72-69, Maya Mayberry would miss the three on their end and they would turn the ball over four times in a row. The Bulls would get free throws from Franca Mangiato and Brito, who had a fantastic fourth quarter. And with the lead getting up to as much as 14, it meant curtain call time. Before we get to that fantastic finish for the seniors, a great play by Carla Brito again was kind of ineffective in the first three quarters. She and Danny Gonzalez didn't have the normal success at the power forward spot, but she made up for it and then again giving way to the two seniors. Quick three, short. looks good, short. short go, and Brito's going to try and hustle for it, and hustles to keep it in bounds, but goes into the stand. So it's a five-on-four power no, play for play. Tulsa. Pyramid's wide open. Brito's trying to sprint back in. They get an open three. No good, and Brito gets the rebound. <laughs> Sprinting 94 feet. Listen to the crowd. Carla Brito is in the stands. Tulsa got an open three out of it and clearly out of breath, 
Brito has the rebound come to her. The best of her six rebounds. Oh, Janicki had Dulce, finds her, hesitate, and score. How fitting is that? The two seniors hook up, and the Bulls have their biggest lead. Everyone on their feet on this fun night here oh, at the Yelling Center. get the seniors out, get them out. 89 to 75, I think that's gonna happen as we near a minute yeah. to go here. Jose's looking oh. for a chance. We might get a timeout on the next miss. There is a miss. Dulce gets the rebound up to Ariel. Now Chinecki as Dulce is officially out of gas. Over to Sammy for a career high. No! Oh, don't go! And Chinecki gets the rebound but falls out of bounds. I think we are going to get our curtain call here. It'll actually be Bulls ball. 46 seconds left. You've got Arnio and Johansson coming in. Let's see who they come in for. I have a notion. Here comes Dulce. And out. And proud with a standing ovation for the two seniors. Tulsa really threatened to uh, change the narrative here tonight the way this game started. The Bulls were down 17 to six. Sammy Puisis went off in the second quarter. A lot of Bulls contributed and oh yeah, included among that group were the outstanding seniors honored here tonight. Let's talk about this game. Coach, most points you scored all year. Uh, a lot of good stuff from the seniors. Dulce Fankamangiato, 25 and 13. How about a career high in assists from Chinecki overall? I know Tulsa had a big run there in the first half, but you've got to be proud of the way everybody performed. Well, I thought I was watching the NBA All-Star game there for a <laughs> second because neither, neither team guarded anybody. So um, what I like that we shared the ball, you had 25 assists on 31 baskets. So um, that was really, really good. Coach, what was it like to see your seniors come out perform on senior night? Can you speak a little bit to what they've meant to you and this program? Well, when, when your two seniors are, are your two hardest workers, they're fun to coach. But I think they've, you know, you, everybody knows them as, you know, their unbelievable talent. But what they've meant to the Tampa Bay community and our university goes far beyond what they've done on the basketball court. I want to talk about Dulcie because on a night where emotions could have taken over, she was just so solid. When they doubled her, she gave up the ball. When she has the, the single team, she went to the basket. She's just great. Yeah, she was efficient, and she, you know, she shot perfect from the free throw line, and <laughs> nine for 13 from, from the floor, she finished around the basket. Um, you know, Sammy goes 50% from, from the floor. I, I thought, you know, Elle, Elle didn't particularly shoot the ball well, but what she did was she did a good job defensively, and she shared it. She had nine assists. And Coach, that's talking about the seniors, but how about the freshman, Marina Asensio, coming in four, five, and three-point line. Very good performance by her, taking care of the basketball, three assists. That's just a credit to her. You know, the kid's always in the gym, you know, and uh, you get what you deserve. And, uh, again, we saw – we saw the future there from, mm -hmm. from, from a kid that, you know, a lot of people compare to what Laya Flores did here. And, uh, uh, you know, all five freshmen, that's a very talented group. It's tough that Emma's playing behind Dulce and then Arneo's playing behind Elle and, and Sammy. But, uh, you know, Carla and Danny and Marina, um, it was good to see them. They've gotten a lot of experience, and Marina's played a lot better down the stretch. Coach, last one for me. We were talking about this towards the end. It is a little bit awkward to have the bye, and then you play at Cincinnati, and then you almost have another week between your next game. Would you try and prefer to maybe even have more games or try and get some scrimmages in there? What would you like to try and do with the next Good. I'm, I'm glad I'm not completely healthy because my wife is, would probably have me doing a lot of stuff around the house <laughs> that I wouldn't want to do Smart. with uh, 
a game in a week and then conference tournaments. So take it easy is, is the answer there. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Hey, by the way, the guys are up by five points at UCF, trying to make it a great winning night for USF and the other big game in the conference for second place. East Carolina leads in triple overtime. So no matter what happens, coach, next time in a couple weeks we're talking about, you're going to be challenged at the conference tournament. Yeah, we are. And, you know, it's going to be eight, nine. That's who we'll play. And then uh, hopefully you, you play well there. And then you got the four or five. Well, you guys so, played well tonight. Thank, thank you, you very much. Congratulations. It was weird. I almost had my Elena Chinaki moment there as we were wrapping up. I was like, oh, yeah, that's our last postgame interview live here at the Yingling Center. Chinaki did tear up in the pregame. Dulcie Fank and Mengiadu kept it together. We actually started our broadcast about seven minutes early to bring that to you. We'll probably post that on our Unlimited Unloaded page. The Bulls will have one more game in the regular season, and they'll await their draw. We know they're going to be playing in a couple of Tuesdays at 1 o'clock against the 8 versus 9 game winner. Right now, that is pretty open because Tulsa has actually slid down to the point where they're tied with Tulane for 6th, but both of those teams are only a game up of the teams that are tied in the 8th and ninth slots. So Temple and Wichita right now is your 8-9 matchup, but Tulane and Tulsa only a game above that duo. As far as beyond that, Last night with East Carolina beating Houston in triple overtime, the Pirates wrap up the number two seed. And with Memphis winning, the Tigers have a magic number of one for wrapping up the three seed, which means right now, unless something drastic happens, East Carolina and Memphis would be a potential conference semifinal. And yeah, the team that beat the Bulls, Houston, is looking like it's going to be on the Bulls' side of the bracket. Houston and SMU in that 4-5 matchup right now. And again, you have to beat the 8-9 winner first, but that would be your potential semifinal opponent. A lot of women's basketball still to come. But that was a nice one last night. Bulls are 25-5, and 14-1 in the league, and they'll play last place Cincinnati to wrap up the regular season next Wednesday. We'll be there. We are not done with this show. The Gators thought they had a sweep wrapped up against the USF Bulls baseball team. Didn't happen. And then softball made it a perfect night. The details and the historic context when we continue on this hour-long Bulls Beat.